right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Humble and Hungry Podcast featuring DaVinci Jordan. As always, your host, Brandon. And we're back. We're back with season two, DaVinci. After season one, we had a lot of fun conversations with some athletes. Uh, we talked to some people within the sports performance industry. We talked a little bit more about, I think, performance training last season. But for season two, we've completely changed the script. We're going deep with these athletes and talking about overcoming challenges and kind of, uh, you know, really getting to the point of their career decisions. Could they make it or could they not? And we're excited of, of what we've come up with. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 amazing to kind of dig deep into the lives of the athletes, how they grew up, where they come from, and what they've been through. And, you know, the one thing that we can all relate to is everybody faces adversity, right? I think it's just a matter of how they deal with the adversity to get to the next level. Um, some people quit. Some people give up. Um, the athletes that we have that we've talked to on this podcast share their stories how they overcame adversity and how they got through it and how on the other end of it made them a better person. Right. So um, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit more, but just to give everybody an idea of who we have on season two, all the episodes are recorded and ready to go. Uh, we've got Tyson Etienne. Uh, yes. Who's Tyson? Tyson, man, is uh, we had a for NBA pre-draft um, with Rock Nation down in New York, um, played at Wichita. Um, he's a point guard. Um, one of the hardest working young men I've seen in a, in a long time uh, and a story just of, of adversity and what he's been through and but just never giving up and being resilient um, it's just amazing yeah he found a way to play for a higher purpose which that story is is emotional yes it is it's emotional people may cry a little bit tear up but I think um, in all of these stories there are key things that people can take out of each one and use it to kind of fill their passion um, for their purpose. Yeah, that'll be the through line for this is that, you know, all of these athletes at some point, they had to make a decision. Am I going to push or am I going to punt? And yeah. it is really, really good to see because obviously Tyson's now on a two-way contract in the NBA. Uh, he's achieving his dreams. He's not done, right? He's right. just gotten to this level. He's got a lot of work to do. Um, but we're, we're excited to kind of see where that goes from him. The, the next one is someone you have a little bit more history with, Nash Jensen. Oh, yeah. You go from small point guard to big O-lineman over at NDSU. Yeah. Uh, what's up with Nash? Big Nash is, uh, he's, I call him my big little brother. Um, we've had Nash since high school. Wonderful young man, great heart. Um, I remember at the time in high school, he was playing all these different sports, and um, he had a lot of people in his ear. Um, I told him to tune everything out and just focus on his narrative. Um, stopped playing basketball, really took football serious. Um, won a state championship in high school. Um, had caught a few different offers. And uh, think about him, he's a personable guy. And NDSU, just, they were personable. They took the time to get to know him, uh, figure out what he liked, what he didn't like, um, and just developed him into the animal that he is today. And uh, I'm grateful to, for him to be in my life. And I uh, know his family really well in this past last six months. Um, his father passed away. And so when his father got sick, um, Nash really leaned on me a lot as, as a big brother and said, hey, I'm dealing with some things and can I come see you? Can I come talk to you? And we just kind of, we had some really good talks about it. And um, when, he, when his father passed away, you could see his purpose changed, you know, like his father was living in him. And I just said, listen, you have to finish what you started. And um, had a good conversation with his mother about it. And um, it's, now he has a fiance. And so I'm excited to see Nash make it to the next level. 
and play and live out his dreams and make his dad proud. Which it wasn't always his dream, you no, know, and, and we'll get into that with yeah. him, which was really interesting. Uh-huh. And then again, he he shed a lot of light on the recruiting journey, you know, going from uh, he had FBS offers. He ended up going FCS because, yep. like I said, he felt seen, he felt heard, yep. and it's ended up yep. uh, even through a coaching change been, you know, probably better than he could have ever expected. Yeah. So, again, I, just more. Uh, insight on multiple levels from Nash. Uh, he is a big, big guy in the trenches, but he's got a big heart as well, and, and mm-hmm. we get to we get to see that from him. Yeah, we do. Uh, next one, a little bit of a, a name drop, which uh, won't be the only one we have in here, but uh, Buddy Beheim from the <laughs> Beheim family. Oh man, Buddy was a hoot on this podcast. What uh, what was up with Buddy? Buddy probably has one of the Excuse best me? shots. Excuse me. What is Buddy his name? Buddy Buckets. Thank you. Has one Put of the best respect. shots that I've seen. Oh my goodness. Um, he's another young man. He doesn't take things for granted. Um, even being raised and being in a household full of basketball superstars. Um, one guy that we don't really mention a lot is his brother. His brother Jimmy is just as good. Um, he's a little bit taller, um, but he can shoot. Jimmy can shoot with both hands. Uh, we'll get him on podcast i'm soon sure he's overseas right now playing um on a different time zone but you know him growing up in the household where the expectations were already just so high and everything wasn't given to him it had to be earned and he almost had to pay like double dues for everything that he did and and you know i, I respect that his father and i met um his father and, and he he's a kind of he's a kind of dad that says listen i'm not going to give it to you you got to earn it and if you earn it you deserve it. If you don't, then you don't, you know. Um, but Buddy kind of, same thing, kind of developed into a, a athlete after so many years and working when nobody was there and, you know, facing obstacles and, and, and setbacks. But, you know, look at him now. He's with the Pistons. Yeah, he, uh, to your point, he probably was a late bloomer physically, mm-hmm. right? He had the IQ, obviously, because all he did is grew up in a basketball family. He had the, the technique, but physically he didn't. You know, he didn't really get his breakthrough until like sophomore year of high school, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, just talking about how he go to these AAU tournaments and was man marked all the time, double teamed, like people in his face. Uh, but then to hear one of that stories where he just popped off and like the defender couldn't stick with him. Yep. Again, that was like his aha moment in college. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this confidence and swagger of, of Buddy Bucket just grew. And I, I loved hearing just kind of that story because you'd assume a Bayheim kid has all the resources in the world. But because of that, to your point, it was twice as hard because of the name. So hard. And then think about it. You're playing Division One basketball and your dad is the head coach. A legendary head coach Leg- and you like, built that program <laughs> you're you're in his program like and we didn't really talk about that too much could you imagine what those conversations were like with him and his dad you know he co- he was harder on his boys than everyone else because yeah. he had to be had to be so anyways that look buddy was such a fun chat uh again another one of our uh nba pre-draft uh pre-draftees that we had him in, mm-hmm. in, in manhattan new york which is great uh but then we take a turn right so we've had had a few athletes here, and what I like about this season is you've added some coaches mm-hmm. into the mix, uh, some Division One athletes that came to a point in their career where they had to figure out, hey, can I be a pro, or do I need to find another way to, to make a living in the sports world? And the first one you have is is Jeremy. So I guess yeah. who's Jeremy? Jeremy is a buddy of mine. Uh, we go to church together. 
but we grew a relationship. I met Jeremy um, when he was one of the strip coaches from the University of Minnesota. Um, after about being there for a couple years, he one of the positional coaches took a head coaching job at the University of Buffalo and uh, offered Jeremy to head be the head strength coach at the University of Buffalo with him. But the reason why I wanted to bring in some strength coaches is because I think athletes need different perspective. Um, and with Dan H with the NIL, um, with, you know, the um, portal, the portal, the transfer portal, they needed the different understanding of the right way to leverage these things for their benefit. And these guys are hard workers. They pay attention to everything. And, you know, Jeremy's been in, been a strength coach for 20 years, you know, and been in multiple programs where he's seen it all. And so I wanted to get him on for a few reasons. So you high school athletes know the expectations of when they go to college, right? And then people who are currently in college trying to transfer, trying to get NIL money, they understand that perspective too. But also understanding the perspective of work ethic in college and how it is to get to the next level. Yeah, so Jeremy Cole, uh, University of Buffalo head strength conditioning coach, you know, again, athlete, had to had to pick a career path, and he's still heavily involved in athletics. And he and he has some really, like, heartwarming stories about, you know, the the rewards you get from helping these kids, these young men, yeah. kind of go from kids to, to grown men and, and helping them achieve their goals and teaching them how to, you know, overcome adversity and things yep. like that, yep. which is like your classic strength coach, right? Because they're like never give up mentality, mm -hmm. like 1% better. Mm -hmm. And he, I love it. He has the typical gravelly, deep, low he strength does. and conditioning and, head and coach even voice. his dad played in the NFL. That's you know? right. So, so, yeah, he had those expectations and came from a, a big time Pittsburgh Steelers family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, so again, a, a new perspective, but a very, very insightful perspective from Jeremy Cole, uh, which we're excited about. Uh, then we go back to the uh, the player bucket here. Uh, we got Ron, who who doesn't go by Ron. He definitely doesn't go by Ron Harper. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. No. He's Ron Harper Jr. Jr. He's his own guy. He goes by Ron, so no one asks. Yes. Ron is an interesting fellow. Um, I call <laughs> That's my little brother also. Um, Ron, when we got him for pre-draft, I, I spoke to – we had a, I had a deep conversation with his mother. Um, and she was – they were trying to decide who they wanted to go to for pre-draft and work with. And um, he has a family that's very spot on. His mom knows everything, like everything. Um, and so getting him was just – I didn't know what to expect. You know, I met him. Um, I knew his dad from watching him at, growing up, winning five NBA championships. Hard not to. Right? And, um, you know, first question I asked him, like, do you feel like you're living in your dad's shadow? And he said at first he was. And um, now he's kind of came into his own. He's earned his stripes, right? He's playing with the Toronto Raptors. He's living his dream. And he, he's creating his own legacy, right? He's not in his dad's shadow. And same thing with buddies, having a talk with a person where in a household the expectations are just so high. And how do you come out of that and kind of create your own legacy and create your own perspective about who you want to become and not what your dad wants you, wants you to become. And even talking with his dad, he said, you know, I just want it for my son to become who he wanted to be, who he needed to be. And, um, and like most fathers like us, you just want to provide a platform where you can just help elevate your kids to be better than you. What, what was cool about Ron as well, besides he has such an infectious personality. You think like 
Buddy and Tyson as well. I can't imagine what it was like trying to get any work done with that group of guys. It was, it, yeah, yeah, um, it was a good group. But with Ron specifically too, you know, he didn't have a lot of like big, big offers. No, you know, he ended he up a couple. Stay, he ended up staying at home. He went to Rutgers. Yeah, it's Big Ten, but it's yeah. not, you know, a, a powerhouse program. So right. again, like he he was also a late bloomer as far as like getting a lot of offers and recruits and things. And he had that inflection point where he said, Hey, if I'm going to be out here on this court, like I got cut in high school, mm -hmm. nah, I'm not doing it. And just yep. to hear him talk through where he recognized yep. here is the challenge in front of me. I either work so hard that this coach has nothing, has no other option than play me right. or I just fold up and go home. Yep. And again, he stepped into the the firing line yeah. and absolutely, you know, uh, took control kind of his career and stuff like that. Again, you hear about his recruiting journey and things like that. And and again, he went from Rutgers to to the NBA, which probably is not the most common of pathways. Yeah, you're right. You know, and the thing too, you know, you brought up a good point. These kids worry about having so many different offers. I think sometimes it confuses these kids. All you need is one. That's you just what he need said. One. Yeah. You know, you look at like a Jake. You know, who's playing in the CFL, who's killing it. Winicky. There you go, yeah. You know, um, all you need is one offer. Yeah. You just he went to one. what, Minnesota State? No, uh, South Dakota. Oh, yeah. So he went to yep. the University of SDSU. South Dakota. Yep. Yeah. So you just need one offer. It depends on how you, you take it and run with it. Again, like we're kind of repeating ourselves, but this these are the stories, right? This isn't us making it up. Like every everyone in this in this lineup had their own. So again, uh, Ron Hopper. You, you know what I want to tell people when you guys listen to every episode, get a pen and a notepad, and take notes, and and learn something. You know, really and really take it from how can you apply these stories to your life, and how can it help make you better. Yeah, I mean, they're, these these athletes are literally coming up through the same track, you know, as everyone else. So it just depends on what you – I mean, Tyson was at Wichita State. Yeah. You know, a bit of a basketball school, yeah. but not not a big-time no. powerhouse. And he came out his junior year to test the market, and then he went back. The story that I don't even really think he talked about in the podcast. We that didn't, know When he went back to school, was harder. So he tested the waters to go to the draft. When he went back, everybody knew he was going to get drafted. So he became an even bigger target. Mm -hmm. So – you know, you're playing five on one and everybody's defending him and they're giving him his best shot every single game. Yeah, especially in that conference, you know, with like your Creighton's in, in Northern Iowa yeah. and, and schools like that where, you know, it th that is their game. Everyone yeah. circled Wichita State, yep. a.k.a. Tyson, and like we're going for this one. So uh, it just sounds like in season three we're going to have to review some new things with these yes. guys and get them back on. Uh, but then anyways, the last one that we we have uh, recorded at this point is is Marcus. So yeah. oh, man. who who is Marcus? Marcus Jones um, went to University of Minnesota. I met him. He came to me his last year of college and just decided through a series of injuries and things that the NFL wasn't his path anymore. Um, intern for us uh, for Game Face. Um, was with me for a few years. Um, and just this, it, it hurt my heart. He just decided, he said, hey, I want to try the college room. I, I've always wanted to do that, you know. And I think in, in performance training, you have two sectors. You have the private sector, which we're in, and then you have the college, right, or professional. And he just wanted to test that market, and, and he loved it. He loved being. He loves being in big groups and being around the college kids, and that's his ministry. That's his thing that he loves to do. And so what I found, what I found, whatever I can do for him when he's back, when he's getting laid off or fired, I just brought him back in into the fold because he's family to us. He's always a part of the brand. And um, he's killing it right now, man. He's been in, like – 
his journey, he's 27. I think he's just turned 27. He's been at Boise State, University of St. Thomas, Western Kentucky, Appalachian State. Now he's at NC State. Like yeah. He's been around the globe every single year. This is probably his first time that he sat still for a period of a few years. Yeah. So yeah, he was always talking about just pack up the suitcase. You got to chase the opportunity. So he gave a lot of insight of kind of what that life and lifestyle yeah, is. Yeah. Um, and the grind uh, to get it. You know, we get a little bit with with uh, Jeremy as well. You know, now he's finally the head, you know, strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Marcus is on that journey, and it, it was fun. You know, because you kind of brought him in, and we got to hear Deontay's perspective, who was an athlete at the time. Yep. So he got to very. <laughs> in a funny way, talk about, uh, you know, Marcus's style and what he did bring to the table and just how quickly he, like, commanded authority as a young uh, performance coach, yeah, essentially. Yeah, Marcus was strict, no games, and he had to be that way, so we kind of respect him. And he's, he's probably like that now because he's still around these guys' age, but they respect him, and he knows when to play, when not to play, and, and how to pull the most out of each athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I said, we've, we've got a variety of conversations. We've got two more tentatively scheduled, right? Yes. So we're looking at trying to get to uh, eight episodes in this season. Mm-hmm. We, we've got, like I said, six in the books. Uh, so we're going to release on Wednesdays. You know what forward. I want to say, too? If there's any aspiring athletes out there that want to tell your story and have a real authentic conversation, hit us up, man. Let, let us know, you know, email us and uh, let's let's have a conversation. Yeah, we've got uh, uh, information in the description there. But uh, to your point, that that's what we really captured in this season was those like just fun, laid back, authentic conversations with these these athletes and coaches, so that that way we got a true perspective. Yes, this isn't some polished you know media event or anything like that. Right, like right. we're just sitting down, and they're everyone that you have a personal relationship, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you know just makes the authenticity come out just so much stronger. In the next season after this, I'm going to be excited for it's going to be our combine season. I want to give people the perspective from start to finish and how combine works. They, they see these guys down in Indy testing and, and, and working out and sweating in their tights and, you know, but I want, I want to give a behind the scenes look. I want to have behind the scenes conversations with guys who are grinding day to day and how we're taking something where guys been used to for the past several years and we're changing it in a matter of weeks to get these guys to perform better. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good season. Yeah. So uh, just to wrap on, on season two. So it'll be coming out on Wednesday. So you're yeah. listening to this on a Wednesday. We are going to release uh, every Wednesday, kind of for the next uh, six to eight weeks. So you're gonna get a nice little uh, run. Um, uh, you know, just of these interviews and things like that. And and what we just ask is if you have feedback of, of what you liked and what you didn't like, again, you know, shoot us out. Yeah. We're going to craft it as we go. Um, but we're, we're really interested in, in getting those names of athletes and, and coaches yeah. and, and getting ideas from you out there as, as the listeners of who you want to hear from. So we can go, you know, reach out and line them up. There's, there's just so many stories out there. Athletes are such a unique, um, journey through yeah. life and then, and, and the mentality that, you know, the ones that have at the very, very top um, are just so inspirational. Mm-hmm. So the more we can share, I mean, the, the better for us. And it's always a saying, there's a saying that I have, this healing in your humility. And we have to learn to go from being a victim to a vessel. And these stories are helping somebody else around the country to achieve their dreams. And that's what we want. We say it in every episode. If you feel like you know someone who went through something like this or is facing adversity like this, uh, 
in that episode, share it with them. Like, yes. be a bright light in someone's life. Uh, again, Tyson, Nash, Buddy, Jeremy, Ron, Marcus, and, and our plus two, they all have something to share. Again, the more people we can get that in front of, they're probably going to be able to overcome that, see that there's light on the other side of it, and they're going to push through and, and achieve things that they never even imagined. So sure. uh, we're excited, man. I mean, Game Face is, is uh, headed into a very busy season. Oh, man. Uh, which we're excited about. <laughs> um, not only is, is uh, the fall sports wrapping up here, so our winters are extremely busy with our our you know uh, middle school, high school athletes, um, the pro circuit is growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And so it's going to be a busy, uh, you know, about eight, nine months of, of very active pro athlete training for you. So I don't know if you're ready for it, but it's about to hit. Hey, you know what it said? If you ain't ready, better get ready. And that's what we're doing, right? So we yes, got all sir. these recording out of the way so we can focus. We got some pro soccer athletes at the end of yes. this year. We got the NFL combine hitting in January. Then we got the NBA pre-draft yep. round two uh, in April. We, we've got a fully booked calendar. Fully booked calendar. Then, you know, we'll be back again in July when we get some time to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> right? For summer. Summer. The limits of summer we have, but yeah. you know, we're back. Yeah, I know. So we're excited. So all, the only reason we bring that up is just because, again, uh, we're going to have so many athlete stories from that that, that we're going to be able to do. It's going to be so exciting. And uh, we're, we're just really pumped for what we have to offer. So, again, um, let us know what you think of this this upcoming season. We're thrilled at the lineup that we have uh, and the stories. So uh, we're going to be coming at you. We've already started plans for season three. Yes, we have. Humble and hungry. Amen. Keep it going. All right. Well, anyways, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, feedback, names, we appreciate you all. We're going to wrap it up. Have a great one. Take care of yourself and take care of someone else.